BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy. I'm your host, blah, blah, blah. We have something very important that we need to talk about right off the bat. And um, it's kind of the elephant in the room, I would say. And that is the question of, if I know that West Virginia is a state, (laughs) and if this doesn't make sense to you, just listen to last week's for context. I got probably close to 1,000 DMs. It would actually not shock me if it was more than 1,000 DMs of people being like, "Mm, did you forget about West Virginia? And here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. When I recorded that segment, yes, I did forget about West Virginia. Did I catch it when I listened back? Like I go back and re-listen to the, the episode after the edits are done to like make sure it sounds good. And um, did I notice then? Yes, I did notice then. Did I think that I would get 1,000 DMs about it? No, because first of all, I thought I made it abundantly clear that I am stupid. Like, I don't know how many times I have to clarify that. Like, I'm dumb and it doesn't shock me when I do dumb things like that, like forget about an entire state. (laughs) But I'll tell you what types of DMs bug me so bad. I don't really mind anybody like correcting my stuff or whatever being like, I probably didn't need it 1000 times, but most of them were fine and funny. But what I hate is when people DM me and they're like, "Mm, sweetie, uh, you made a mistake in today's episode. And I hate to be the one to reach out and correct you, but you actually... (sighs) You forgot to mention that West Virginia is a state. First of all, you're not like an astrophysicist because you figured that out. Second of all, I don't really care. Third of all, I used to live in Virginia. So I obviously know that West Virginia is a state. Oh, why did I live in Virginia? If that's because I was an intern in Washington, D.C. Have I ever mentioned that before? (laughs) Have I ever told you guys that before? So yes, I, I do know where West Virginia is. I've spent far more time thinking about West Virginia in the last few days than I ever wanted to. There's really no reason for me, for anybody to spend that much time thinking about West Virginia. But thank you to all those who participated in correcting me. Uh, I have another Dum Dum Club submission actually that I really wanted to tell you guys about. I actually totally forgot that this happened until something jogged my memory yesterday. I was listening to a podcast and they brought up the movie The Rookie. Do you guys remember this movie? It's 
I think it's from like early 2000s. It's Dennis Quaid. It's about a guy who like gets hurt and so he can't play professional baseball and then he starts playing professional baseball like later in his life. Anyway, that's the premise. Very important to the story. Another important plot point to this story is that my dad is is a former professional baseball player. His name's Dale Murphy. If you want to give him a, a light Google, be honest. Did I just win over like a few of your husbands that are listening in the car with you? Like now they think I'm cool. I love when I do that. I also love that because I really quite like my dad and I like when people are fans of my dad. So if that's why people listen to the podcast because they like him, I'll take it. All right. So now that you know those two, those two things, I want you guys to know that for probably two years of my childhood, granted, I was, I was a little kid. I was like nine and 10 when that movie came out. But I thought that that movie was about my dad. I was so sure about that, that I told many, many people that that movie was about my dad. I can only imagine that those friends that I told went home and told their parents that that movie was about my dad. And then they like looked it up or watched the movie or something. And the parents knew that it was absolutely not about my dad. And they were probably worried about who their kid was hanging out with. Uh, so just a little dum-dum club. See, I'm telling you, they will, they will happen upon you when you least expect them. All right. What's next on the agenda? Oh, this is my last episode ever. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. But it is my last episode that I will ever record in this apartment and in this room, in this studio, because we are moving today. Right after I finish recording this, I have to go pack and move. But we're moving out of this apartment and it's actually really, well, it's really good. First of all, I can't wait to get out of this apartment. And it's also kind of sad because we've been here for the last two years, almost exactly two years. So we moved in the beginning of February of 2020. So like right before, you know what? And so we did the entire lockdown here. I started the podcast here. Anything that has happened with the podcast has happened in this apartment. I pack merch from this apartment. So I feel like we're we're leaving behind a lot of, a lot of mems. And I'm so excited to get into our new place. Let me list a couple of reasons why. First of all, I'm pretty sure I live in a retirement community. I can't prove it, but I have only ever seen probably three people under the age of 75. Those three people, all ballerinas. They're all part of the ballet squad. And that's weird, right? So I don't really know what the demographic is of people who live here. Uh, second of all, I, ha- I cannot see the sun from this apartment. My windows are, are right up against like a wall of ivy. So we get zero natural sunlight. And that is absolutely not, a, not an exaggeration. Like we get none. Being locked inside a small room for essentially two years with little to no, I mean, it's not even a little bit of sunlight. It's no sunlight. That just sounds strangely reminiscent of mm, prison. So yes, I'm very excited to get out of this apartment. Not to brag, not to brag about my new place, but um, I have a pantry. I have a pantry now. You know what else I have that I've never had? A staircase. I've never lived anywhere with a staircase except my parents' house growing up. But once I moved out of my parents, I have only lived in apartments since then. And I'm just very much looking forward to living in a place where the living room and our bedroom and the kitchen are all separate and not just one room. So that's an exciting thing that's happening today. Uh, The next exciting thing that's happening today is that we are talking about breakups. 
And this is a favorite topic of mine. And it must be a favorite topic of yours too, because I get requests for more breakup episodes all the time. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Magic Mind. It is one of my new favorite products. It is a magical little elixir that makes you, mm, I don't want to say superhuman, but it is kind of how I feel. So if you listen to the podcast, you know that I've been on a bit of a gut health journey. That means that I have had to cut out some things that irritate my stomach, like energy drinks and coffee. So what do I do in the morning when I need a little boost? I need a little push. I'm drinking Magic Mind. It's this little two ounce bottle of green magic. And I take it first thing in the morning and then I usually have some orange juice or something, or you can just have water. Also, if you are drinking coffee, you can have it alongside that. And it gives you the perfect boost of focus. It helps with procrastination, brain fog. It makes you feel so clear and dialed in all day. And the best part of it is that it doesn't give you anxiety like most caffeine products do. You know, when you have an energy drink and you're like, I guess it's a toss up if this is going to be energy or anxiety. With Magic Mind, it's pure focus. I've been doing it every morning for two weeks and I just noticed that some of my bottles are gone and I was like, what's going on? Matt has been sneaking them because he also loves them. So since they are sponsoring the podcast today, I have a special offer for all of my listeners from the guys at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co, that's .co slash bad, and you can use my discount code at checkout, which is bad, to get a limited time 20% off of your first order. Again, that's magicmind.co slash bad, and use the discount code bad at checkout. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. So let's let's get into our first story, shall we? I was dating a guy who was temporarily living in my state, but after a few months of dating, he had to move back to Texas. I booked a flight to go visit him over Valentine's Day weekend. The weekend started off fine, but things just seemed a little off and I started to question our long distance relationship. I could tell that he was having some questions too and things seemed to be going south pretty quickly. Well, right about then, the infamous Texas ice storm hit. My flight home was canceled twice and I got stuck in Texas for two extra nights. On top of that, we had no power, no heat, and we were stuck inside his tiny one-bedroom apartment, just the two of us for three days straight. Nothing like huddling for warmth with the guy you know you just broke up with. (laughs) And then being stuck with him in a freezing cold, dark apartment with no groceries. Being stuck with someone you like is hard enough. And I know this from experience, as most of us do. I feel like it's going to be a new like dating requirement after, you know, the pandy wandy. Like it's going to be like, okay, do you share the same values as this person? Are you physically attracted to them? Oh, and can you quarantine with them for months 
through a global pandemic, I feel like I encountered parts of myself in quarantine that I didn't know existed, that I didn't even want to acknowledge. I can't even imagine how Matt must have felt <laughs> about me learning all these new things five years later. Like I was like, hmm, interesting. I am the type of person who wouldn't change their underwear unless I had to leave the house. Like that is who I am. And I didn't know that until we had a global pandemic. All right. Next, I got roasted on Instagram the other day because I always, in between, like before I start a story, I always go, okay, next. And I now am overthinking it, but I don't know what else to say before I start a story. So now I'm overthinking it, but whatever. Here's the next story. (laughs) I missed a call from the guy I was dating. While I was calling him back, I got a text. He didn't answer the phone and I looked at my phone. The text was from him breaking up with me. Imagine if he would have picked up, it would have been a very Michael Scott and Jan breakup. How relieved was he when you didn't answer the phone? He probably made like a compromise with his mom. Like his mom was probably like, you need to call her and tell her on the phone. And he's like, I just want to text her. And she's like, no, you have to call her. And then the kid was probably like, you know what? I'll call her once. But if she doesn't answer, I'm texting her. (laughs) He's probably so relieved. This actually reminded me of a breakup phone call that I received. So I was probably like 14 or 15 and I got a phone call and I answered it. And it was like, Maddie, I'm so sorry, but we have to break up. And I was like, interesting because I I don't actually have a boyfriend. I was like, what are you talking about? I knew who it was. Like it was one of my guy friends who called me and then he opened it up with that line. Like, Maddie, I think we need to break up. And I was like, we're not dating. We kind of went back and forth for like, just like a couple exchanges. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh my gosh, I called the wrong Maddie. (laughs) He had called the wrong Maddie. And I knew who the other Maddie was. And she was like at this thing that we were all at. And I was like, do I go tell her? Like, do I save her the breakup and make sure that she breaks up with him first? That's, I wish I would have done that. I should have done that. I didn't do anything. I was, the woman was too stunned to speak. Moving right along. She says, for some background, my ex is your classic bro. Did sales, loves the gym, has a receding hairline, all that stuff. Okay, can we take a pause here and just ask ourselves why the worst men always have a receding hairline? Now, let me, let me phrase this appropriately. Not all men with a receding hairline are terrible but all terrible men have a receding hairline. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, here we go. I should have seen this coming or I should have seen something like this coming. Anyway, we'll keep this short and sweet. The breakup itself wasn't bad, we des- but we decided not to talk for a while after. Fast forward a month and a half when we finally talked again to get closure. What the hell even is closure? Not real. I don't believe in it. I agree with her here. I don't believe in closure either. I have d- had, had many a time where I've wanted to like go see somebody who broke up with me or whatever and be like, let's just get closure. Has anybody ever left one of those situations feeling better? Like ever, ever. I highly doubt it. She goes on. So his way of doing this was to tell me everything that made it so we didn't work out. So he listed a few valid reasons and then said, and I quote, and it was just really hard for me that you were so bad at pickleball. Mind you, I am bad at pickleball, but he gave that as like the last straw for him. He made it sound like pickleball was a big part of his life and a real deal breaker. Here's the kicker though. We dated for one full year 
and we played pickleball twice. That's how many times he played it in a year. I was there both times and that was his big deal breaker. After me, he dated a 17-year-old though, so that goes to show that I really dodged a bullet. I know that some of you out there may be thinking about my ick episode that I just did a couple weeks ago, how we talked about how ick it is to watch somebody be uncoordinated. But you are forgetting that self-awareness heals this ick because the most ick thing is when you watch somebody be uncoordinated, but they think they're doing a really good job. She obviously knew she wasn't good at pickleball. Therefore, it should not legally be able to be held against her. And another thing, in that same episode, in that ick episode, we talked about how you can break up with somebody for whatever reason you want. You don't have to have a quote unquote good reason. If you're just not feeling it, you do not need to feel obligated to stay in the relationship. However, you absolutely do not need to list everything that person did that bothered you to their face. It doesn't seem like that's very productive. Like you're not building a relationship with them. You don't need to correct their behavior. Maybe this happens to guys too. I don't know. I just know of the girl side of it, obviously, because this has happened to me and every single one of my girlfriends. Like either you go out on a date with a guy or a couple dates, or maybe like have a short fling and he breaks up with you. And then he feels the need to like text you or tell you everything that you could do to be a better date or just like a less annoying person. Like I had an ex-boyfriend after we broke up, he was like, I feel like this would have worked if you just like didn't need so much attention all the time. Like I feel like he actually, to be totally honest, he called me an attention whore. And I was like, sir, what makes you think I need attention? Is it because I demand that everybody in the room be staring at me and laughing at me and listening to me and validating me and paying attention to nothing else? That's fair. You actually have a very good point. However, this is what I did. I married somebody better, obviously. And then I started a podcast that is literally only about my thoughts and feelings about things. And this ex-boyfriend, I kid you not, I actually can't even believe I'm sharing this, but whatever. This ex-boyfriend messaged me. I was in line at Zara about three months ago. He DMs me and he says, I'm at Target and I'm, I'm standing behind these two girls that said that they listened to the bad broadcast. So it looks like you finally made it. Congratulations. And I said, yep, being an attention whore has its perks. Just kidding. I didn't say that. I wish I said that. That was the comeback that I thought of like three weeks later. You know, like when you're in the shower and you're practicing conversations with people. Yeah, that one came to me then. I should have said it though. Don't you think that would have been, that would have been good? But the moral of the story is that you will find somebody who not only doesn't think it's a fault, but will actually love it about you. So anybody who is spending time pointing out your faults is probably just trying to convince themselves that they don't have any. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by ShipStation. If you sell stuff online, you're definitely in the right business because more people are shopping online now than ever before. That means a lot of orders coming in and a lot of orders you'll need to ship out fast. That's why online sellers like you and me need ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all of your sales channels. Like if that's Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, they make it faster, cheaper, and it's way more efficient. If you have ever received a package from me, if you have ever ordered something online from my website, it has been shipped using ShipStation. 
And when you use ShipStation, you even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers like UPS, FedEx, USPS. You can easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates, usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or commitments. It's no wonder that ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. If I could leave them multiple five-star reviews, I would. So ship more in less time. Just use my offer code BAD to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BAD. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BAD. Make ship happen. Okay, moving on. This will be my third time submitting this story. So I promise to take the hint and make this the last time if you don't use it. (laughs) That's how she started out. And after I read that, I was like, well, great. Now, like I have to use it. Now I'm going to feel bad. But then I read it and I was like, this is actually a really good story. I don't know why I have not chosen it before. She says, it was the day before April Fool's and I was 16 years old in my first relationship that had been going on for a few months now. We were talking on the phone and I had what I thought was a genius idea. Let's fake break up in front of all of our friends tomorrow for April Fool's. Obnoxious, I know. At first he didn't want to, but I convinced him it would be funny. So I showed up to school the next day wearing all black sweats like a morning widow from the 1800s. <laughs> all black sweats. I don't know if morning widows in the 1800s were wearing all black sweats but work. And we're avoiding each other to really sell it. Lunchtime rolls around. And when all of our friends are gathered together, we hold hands and yell, April fools. Everyone was rightfully annoyed, but we didn't care. We went outside to hang out alone. And I remembered that earlier that week, a mutual friend had vaguely told me that me and my boyfriend needed to talk. So I brought it up and he initially shot me down saying it was nothing, but I insisted if there was something he wanted to talk to me about, I would listen. Big mistake because right then and there, he dumped me four reels on April Fool's right after we had broken up for fake. Apparently, he had previously talked to our mutual friend saying he was thinking about dumping me, and I essentially talked him into doing it. It was seriously the worst telling all of our friends. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we get it. The joke's over. You're like, no, I'm serious. Telling all our friends that. But luckily, I had a supportive best friend who also had just gone through the same thing. We did end up being friends later and everything was all good, but I still hate April Fool's Day. This is, it's so good. I can't even, (laughs) I can't even get over it. I'm sorry I missed it the first two times it was submitted. Also, I'm glad that we can all like land on the same page. And that page is April Fool's is by far, I mean by far, the very worst holiday with the very worst traditions. Don't even get me started on people who say things like, yeah, I just like, I take April Fool's Day really seriously. We take it really seriously in my house. Like parents who brag about the pranks that they play on their kids all day. I've never found anything less funny. And I know I'm going to get a million DMs from a bunch of moms that are like, my kids actually love it. Wait till you hear from their therapist in 30 years. Okay. I don't even like prank videos. I don't like any of those. I don't like impractical jokers, anything like that. And if you're just super passionate about pranks and it's like your whole personality, I'm not judging you. Like, that's fine. Just get a better hobby. I did not think that today would be the day I went on a rampage about April Fool's. But, you know, sometimes when the mood takes you, you just follow it. You just follow where it leads. You follow the rage. All right. She says, this isn't my story, but my husband's. 
The summer before his junior year of high school, he asked out a girl that he had been hanging out with for a while. It was a fun summer fling, but he quickly realized he didn't like spending time with her. (laughs) I don't know why that sentence, it just catches me so off guard. He realized he did not like spending time with her and it was probably time to end it. So he asked her, he asked her to meet him at a park and his plan was to let her down gently and go home alone. So they start walking around the park and he begins the hard conversation. Once he's done saying, we should break up, she supposedly passes out. I say supposedly because my husband thought she faked it. So she comes to and can't remember what day it was. She said she thought she was at the mall with her friend, which is what she was doing the day before. My husband panics because he doesn't believe her, but apparently she has suffered amnesia and he doesn't feel right leaving her there. So he has to drive her home. But because of the amnesia, it's like he never broke up with her at all. They proceeded to date for two years. (laughs) He said breaking up with her was too hard and it was just easier to stay together even though they were not even good for each other. What? In every conceivable way, I don't believe this, but I really, I really want to. So I'm just going to accept that it happened. You know, when you hear a story that's like so wild but there's too many details to be made up. I have an example of a story like that after we talk about this amnesia story. Because first of all, what do you guys think? Do you think that she did fake it and then pretended like she didn't know that they were broken up and just like wanted to see? Because if she successfully pulled that off, if she bluffed her way into a two-year relationship with a guy she obviously really liked, I kind of commend the commitment to it, you know? Second of all, very weird response to just continue to date her for two years. Like most people would be like, oh yeah, she got sick the night I tried to break up with her. So I broke up with her a couple days later. I don't think many people are like, yeah, she, you know, she got sick when I tried to break up with her. And so I just kept dating her for two years. (laughs) Okay. I want to tell you guys this story. And I've wanted to bring this up on the podcast before because It's such a weird, like it's such a weird thing that I don't even really know how to bring it up or like where this would ever fit into an episode. But I I have to tell you guys about this. So the story I'm about to tell you, it's a first date story. The first time I heard it, I was in high school. I thought it was like a viral like internet story or like YouTube story or Reddit thread or something. Because then I heard it again when I was in aesthetic school. This was 2017 that I was in aesthetic school. Now that I run the podcast, I have had this story submitted three separate times. So I don't know if like I'm in the twilight zone, if this is a glitch in the matrix, but this extremely weird, extremely specific first date story has now come up like five times. And it's one of those stories that I I don't know where it's from. And every person who tells it to me, so like when I heard it in high school, when I heard it later on, and then every time it's been submitted, everybody always has a weird connection to the person it happened to. So they're always like, it's like my cousin's best friend's little sister. Or like my my neighbor growing up married this guy and his son did that. Like always a weird connection, okay? I've, I've been followed by this story since high school. So I'm gonna tell you guys the story right now. Granted, I'm from Utah. So a lot of people who I meet have cousins in common. (laughs) Like everybody's related to everybody. So it's not completely unfathomable that this is a true story and just five people who I happen to have interacted with 
know about this, but I'm going to tell you guys the story now. If anyone listening, I feel like I'm putting out an Amber Alert for this story. If anybody has any information on if this is true, please tell me. Are you guys ready for the story? I don't have a, I don't have a written account in front of me, but I'm just going to tell you because some of the details change. Some of the details change, but I'm going to tell it to you guys how I first heard it in high school and how, whatever, you guys get what I mean. Some details have changed, but the overall story is the same. So the story goes like this, that there's a guy and he asks this girl out on a date and he asks her to come to a family like barbecue or something, family dinner. So they get there and she has to go to the bathroom, but she doesn't want to ask for the bathroom because she thinks it's embarrassing. So she just asks if she can go wash her hands and thinking that like he would take her to the bathroom. Instead, he takes her to the laundry room where there's a sink. But now she feels weird because she can't be like, oh, I actually need the bathroom because she just avoided talking about that in the first place. Why asking for the bathroom is embarrassing. I don't know. But he leads her to the laundry room and she's like, okay, perfect. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm just going to have to hop up on this sink and pee in the sink. So she hops up there and it's one of those sinks that like, it's just the sink. Like there's no cupboard underneath. It's just raw dog in it. So she hops up on the sink. She goes pee. She slips and falls while she's peeing, crushes the family cat that is sitting underneath the sink. She crushes the cat, hits her head and passes out. So then when he can't find her, he goes into the, into the laundry room, finds her, pants around her ankles and the cat is dead and the sink is broken. And then the end of the story always ends with this couple getting married. So I don't know if I am like experiencing some weird deja vu that this story keeps coming up, but I am convinced that if I put this on the podcast, I, I put it into the universe, someone out there is going to be able to tell me if this story is true or if it's completely made up. That was such a bizarre tangent, but I have been dying to ask why I have gotten this story multiple times and why I heard it in high school. For, like, why did that happen? Help me solve the mystery. All right. Sorry about that, but it just, it felt very pressing. I was walking around the mall the other day and it came into my mind and I was like, why have I not crowdsourced this mystery about this random ass story? <laughs> okay, but let's get back to breakups. She says, I was in high school, super into the guy, obsessed, you may say. Unfortunately, he didn't feel the same way and he dumped me after a few months of hanging out. Why am I so triggered by this sentence? Super into the guy, obsessed, you might say. Unfortunately, he didn't feel the same way. It's the story of my entire high school career, except I didn't get to the dumped part because I didn't get to the dating part. Moving along, a couple weeks later, he called me and I had high hopes that he realized how much he missed me and asked to get back together. Instead, he told me that his great aunt had died and asked if I would sing at her funeral. What? I still really liked him. So I said, yes, the day came and I sang a super sad song in front of my ex's entire extended family. And at some point I asked myself, what the hell am I doing even singing at some person's funeral that I've never met for a boy that doesn't even like me? <laughs> His mom invited me to Sunday dinner, but then I never spoke to him again. Well, it sounds like you won over the mom, which is half the battle. Honestly, there's really no way to win with like a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend's mom. Because either they don't like you and you're screwed or they really like you and you're screwed. All right, next. While we were dating, he told me about how his ex-girlfriend wouldn't accept that he broke up with her. 
He claimed they'd hang out afterwards as friends and she'd be like, why won't you kiss me? Why are you being weird, etc.?" And would still act like they were dating. She wasn't a girl I was fond of. So we joked about it and talked about how it was so funny and pathetic. Rude, I know. Fast forward a few months. We hadn't had any conversations about breaking up. Nothing was wrong or weird. But one day while we're hanging out, we kissed and he randomly was like, wait, can we still kiss as friends? And I totally thought he was kidding. So I played into it, right? He kept making those quote unquote jokes all night. And then when he dropped me off, I went to kiss him goodbye and he dodged it. So I asked, why won't you kiss me? And he was like, we're just friends. I told you. And then I realized that it was his own twisted way of breaking up with me. Just one day announcing that we were only friends. I felt like such an idiot because it made sense now that he probably did the exact same thing to his ex and I fell for it too and asked the exact same pathetic sounding questions she did. This is just, it's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Calculated. It's so calculated like to do that to a girl and then take what she's saying. Like if your girlfriend said, why won't you kiss me? And you're together, that's a totally normal sentence. But if a crazy ex-girlfriend says, why won't you kiss me? obviously it makes the story sound a little bit different. It's probably just a safe bet to not believe any man who says that he has a crazy ex-girlfriend unless there is legitimate, like in a court of law, (laughs) cannot be disputed. Like he probably just made her feel insecure and then she acted like every single person acts when they're feeling insecure. There is nothing that will eat your brain faster than insecurity. I guess like shame and insecurity. If there's shame or insecurity, game over. I'm not feeling anything else. That is the only thing that is happening in my body. All right, next up, she says, it was a long distance relationship. I tried to break up with him in November. He asked if I knew it was the right answer. I said no, and he talked me into going home with him to California mid-December like we had planned and then seeing how I felt. I want to know why so many of you do this. Like if you're mid breakup with somebody, how are you getting talked into going on a family vacation? I don't get it. All right. She continues. I went and it was a good time, but I liked his family more than I liked him. I went to my sister's house in DC for Christmas by myself. He whined the whole time I was gone and he was that he was lonely and it wasn't fair that I had left him all alone for Christmas. I'd encouraged him to stay in California since he was unemployed anyway, but he hadn't. He wanted to go back to Idaho because he had a job interview lined up in the city I was living in. I told him that I was moving as soon as I was done with school in May, so he shouldn't move just for me. He assured me that it was his dream job, which was working the front desk at a gun store. He got the job and asked to live with me until he found somewhere to live. I told him that I wasn't comfortable with that, but he kept asking, so I told him if his mom approved, he could. He told her the situation and she told him that he should find a homeless shelter. She was brutal. He found an apartment but couldn't move in for two weeks and didn't tell me. He was just going to live with me. So I texted his mom and she told me to find an Airbnb and she would Venmo me. That's that's not a good sign, buddy, when you're, even your mom is against you. He cried and tried to talk me out of it. He had to sleep on some random guy's couch for two weeks and was still shocked when I told him it wasn't working out for me. He cried and tried to talk me out of it. He then honked a boob and said, I should get to do that at least once. I said, okay, please leave. And then more or less, more or less shoved him out the door. Then he texted my friends and cried to them that I broke up with him after he moved to be with me. I guess the dream job wasn't enough. First of all, unwelcome booby honking crime, like for sure. Like that's definitely a crime. Uh, Your dream job being the front desk at a gun store. Hmm. 
jail time. I would I would say jail time, but unfortunately, I am not in charge of literally everything. So this man walks free. He just walks among us, this criminal. All right, next. Uh, she says, you know that Bernie Sanders meme that's like, I'm once again asking if blank. I sent him that, but it said, I'm once again asking if you still like me. And he literally replied back, oh my gosh, it's the worst response. Okay, I just want you guys to really get into the moment here, okay? You're like newly dating a guy and you kind of think that you like him more than he likes you. So you're just, you're feeling that. Like you like feel it in your chest. I have the nervous sweats just thinking about it. But then he's like, no, I really do like you. I like you. And you're like, okay, I can kind of calm down and I can like make this funny. So then you like find this meme that's like, I'm once again asking if you still like me. And then he replies, can I be honest? <laughs> it is, it's a, it's such a dagger. Okay. And he went on a whole long thing about how he wasn't feeling it anymore. To make matters worse, this was via Instagram DM. We weren't technically dating, but we were definitely not seeing other people. So not even sure if I can call him my ex, but we still hook up so bad on my part. But anyway, love the show and keep it up. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that last sentence the first time around. But also this story has one of the most relatable sentences in the world. And that is, I'm not even sure we were date. We weren't technically dating. So I don't know if he's my ex. Don't know of one girl who can't relate to that. Also, Instagram DMs, come on. Everybody knows that Instagram DMs are only for sending memes and responding to thirst traps. Those are the only conversations you should be having with a boyfriend in your DMs or girlfriend. All right, next up. Six months into what I thought was a serious relationship, my boyfriend who was in the army reserve, God bless the troops, broke up with me because he was being deployed and it was too much to ask me to wait. I was head over heels and thought the best answer was to go to the courthouse and get married but he was adamant that we needed to break up because I didn't sign up for the army. He did. And he left for the Middle East in six weeks, so he needed to focus. Five months later, I saw him on a running trail 10 miles from his house. He was never deployed. It was only to get rid of me. Okay, okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. So he was like, we should break up. And you were like, I'll do you one better. Let's get married. And then he lied to you about being deployed. First of all, Lying of any kind when you're in a relationship or breaking up with somebody, mm, small dick energy. It's the nicest thing you can do is to be honest. Uh, second of all, that's like a really big lie to commit to. Like, how was he going to explain that one away? Like he was going to tell you that he was in, in the Middle East, but then just still stay in a place where you can easily spot him. Like, I don't know. I just feel like he didn't really think that one through. All right, next. This one I'm pretty sure was supposed to be on the crazy ex or crazy girlfriend episode that we did a few weeks ago because we were going to do breakups and then we did crazy ex-girlfriend. Then I think some of the submissions got mixed up. So I read this one and it's not on topic, but it's so funny and I wanted to include it. All right. She says, this is about how crazy stupid I was. I was 20 and in college and really thought I liked this guy. Let's name him Logan. Logan told me his favorite restaurant in town. Instead of being a normal person and saying, we should go sometime, I freaking went and got a job there. I was hoping that I'd run into him sometime, but looking back, that would have been so weird because we had just talked about this restaurant that week and I told him I had never had the food. So if he came in while I was working, it would have been so awkward. Anyway, my whole first week, he didn't come in once and I was bummed. So what did I do? 
I would buy, yes, buy a meal at the end of every shift and then text Logan and be like, hey, my work sent me home with leftovers. Do you want to come over and have dinner together? (laughs) Of course he always did. Free food. This went on for eight weeks. I would barely work a two-hour shift because I hated my job, buy food, and then take it home to have dinner with him. My boss probably thought I was so weird, but didn't say anything because I literally was using all the money I was making to buy their food. Nothing even ever came of this relationship, but I still laugh at myself to this day. No part of this plan was smart in the slightest. I quit my job. (laughs) I quit my job the day he said he couldn't come over for dinner that night. And then I realized what a dumb, dumb I was. The crazy things we do to get noticed. This actually reminded me of an additional crazy thing that I've done in my life. Again, I know we're not on topic right now, but just deal with it, okay? This crazy thing that I did is actually so embarrassing And it was so recent. Like it was right before I started dating Matt. Like this was in my adult years. Like maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of it than it is, but I still feel stupid that that I did this. So this was like, yeah, seven years ago. So I was 21, which is obviously young, but old enough to probably take a hint. Um, So big group of us, big group of my friends, we were all driving down to Southern Utah. If you're from here, obviously, you know what's in Southern Utah. If you've never been here, it's like hiking and like outdoorsy stuff. And it's always really warm. And it's like the the only thing we have that's like vacation-y in Utah. Okay. Don't take it from us. (laughs) So we were all driving down to Southern Utah and this guy that I liked was going. And I was like, perfect. Double points. It was over Valentine's Day. So I was like, we're absolutely going to fall in love, obviously. So we go down to Southern Utah and everybody decides that they want to go on this hike, this huge hike down there. I am obviously not a hiker, so it's not like I really wanted to go. But the guy that I liked had just gotten like shoulder surgery or like he broke something. I don't know. He was in a cast. So he wasn't going to go on the hike. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'm going to stay. Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. I actually, I am cringing at myself. So I was like, I'm going to stay. And then it's going to be like just us two, like here, like stuck at the house. Nope. It was me and (laughs) the girl that he liked that was in town that was hanging out with him. So just us three were at the house. And at one point they left uh, to go into a separate room from me. And I just stayed there just watched a movie by myself while everybody else was uh, hiking and doing fun things. And the guy I liked was in a bedroom with the girl that he really did like. I cannot even discuss this. I can't believe I just said it in a public way. I'll never forget that I watched American Hustle. That's what I watched when I was sitting there by myself. Matt like suggested we watch it the other day. I was like, Uh, I have some trauma actually attached to that. And I don't think I'm going to be able to watch that with you. All right. That's all the stories I have for you today. But wait, don't don't hang up yet. Don't hang up yet. I want to tell you something else. I I realized that a lot of these breakup stories are actually just really cathartic for you guys. Like sometimes I can hear your rage just coming through and you're like, you don't even care if I pick the story. You just want to let out some steam. And I got to say, I actually really love that. I really love being that person for you guys. So hopefully these are healing in some strange way. Um, anything else I needed to tell you guys um, this week? Well, if you're listening when this episode comes out at the end of January, I have my first live event this week, which I've literally never done in my entire life. Last time I was in front of a crowd was for sure giving a presentation when I was still in college, which 
you guys all know how that went. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. I've been basically working from a room by myself for the majority of the last two years. So it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride. I'm so excited to see those of you who got tickets, those of you that didn't get tickets. I'm already, I'm already working on the next one. Okay. I'm already conjuring up ideas. I have tried to figure out how to get a giant slide with mattresses so we can slide down them like they do in the Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Anyway, remember to subscribe, rate, review, uh, post on Instagram, tag me, DM me, email me, click the link in my bio on Instagram to submit a Dum Dum Club submission. And now I'm just killing time because I like to chat with you guys. All right, be safe, be kind, be hot. I'll see you next week. Love you, bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.